This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, It's a Wednesday morning at 7 o'clock, and you know what that means. Two wonderful hours with Taylor Swift's biggest fan, the one and only Ross Tucker. Good morning, Ross. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rhea. How are you guys doing? Great. So, uh, Ross, holy cow, man. I I heard uh, your conversation with Angela yesterday. You jumped on with uh, one of the latter shows. I think it was a midday show. Midday show, yes. There's so much that we want to talk to you about, but uh, latest and breaking news comes via a podcast, the Von Miller podcast, of which Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons is the guest. They talked a variety of things and then, of course, got into divisional conversation and then the upcoming matchup. Between the Eagles uh, and uh, Cowboys come Christmas Eve, which led into Jalen Hurts. And uh, you know, I don't want to play the whole exchange because I know you're now well-versed on it. But the first 15 to 20 seconds I found the most aggravating. When Parsons turns the tables on Von Miller and asks Von, is it Hurts or the team? Let's listen to that exchange. Is it Hurts or the team? <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's, little, it's, it's system and team. I think it's a little bit of both, man, because they got a great deep, they got a great offensive line, which helps Hurts. Hurts has AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. They got a good running game. I mean, Miles um, Sanders. They scheme that they, they scheme that they have. O line. I mean, bro, bro like it. Um, Ross, uh, your initial reaction. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of them, actually. Um, I, I don't think we'll do all two hours on this, but we probably could. Yes. Just based on my thoughts on it. Uh, you know, a couple different angles or tangents of this that we could take, right? Number one, we've been asking a lot the last couple of weeks why the Eagles don't seem to be getting the national credit that they deserve and that we feel like they've earned. And I think the first thought I had was, that's why. Right or wrong, okay, that is sort of the perception about Jalen Hurts still. I mean, I, you know, you guys know, you know, because I'm an Odyssey insider or whatever, I do radio hits all over the country. And mm. it's like, they understand what Hurts is doing. They see the stats, but they don't watch every game and every snap like we do. And they remember what it was like in college. Remember what it was like last year. And by the way, Micah Parsons hasn't watched every Cal- every Eagle snap. Not even close to it. Not even close to it. Almost everybody listening right now has watched more Eagles football than Micah. <laughs> yes. That's just the reality. <laughs> but he's like, really he's got- intelligent. He'll tell you that later about football. He knows it really well. <laughs> so anyway, I think the first thing is, and we could go on this for a while, is this is kind of the national perception, is that, you know, it's a lot of team, and Hertz is part of it, but not the driving force. We can have that conversation. The second thing is, you know, you could take this as a real knock at Hertz if you want, and a lot of people probably will, or you could take it as a real compliment for the Eagles overall and the roster because it's kind of rare 
to have a rival be like, man, the O-line, Miles Sanders. Like, he was kind of going down the line of how good the Eagles are everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Do I think the people of Philadelphia will take it as a compliment? No, I do no. not. <laughs> no. Well, and what and it then, was, Ross, what he did was, and when he referenced specifically Hurts, he was laughing and screamed, it's system and team. It's system and team. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's, here, here's the biggest thing for me, okay? And I want to be very clear about this. As an NFL player, you have a job to do. And every time you go out there, you do it to the best of your ability. Let's say I was playing for the Eagles. Let's say I was, say, Malum, the right guard. I want to beat the Cowboys' brains in on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. because they're the Cowboys, because it will lock up the NFC East, number one seed, all those things, right? But when a player does something like this, it changes it a little bit from I want to do my job and help us win to boy, I hope I get a shot at that guy, a clean shot at that guy at some point in the game mm. to shut him up. I hope he tries to spin inside on lane and I can put my helmet right in his kidney. And this like sounds bad. If you're driving with your kids to work, like make sure they know this is a professional. It's but, football. Like, We're all good yeah, with it. It's Ross. football. This yeah. is a professional. But no, that that is the difference. And this actually helps the Eagles. It makes it more personal. It does. It gives them because whether we, you know, no matter how he meant it, right, they will take this. They all love Jalen. That's very clear. Yeah. The whole team loves Jalen. Sirianni loves Jalen. They will play this audio. They will take this as disrespect. Who does this guy think he is saying our quarterback's just along for the ride and it's system, it's team. And so now some of those guys, maybe it's Landon Dickerson. Maybe it's Mylotta. Mylotta actually seems to get a little annoyed. He's chippy. When things, he's yeah. very chippy. Yeah, yeah, he's got a little bit of that. But that now has crossed over from I want to hit him hard because it's my job to now I want to Send really, a message. Yes, I want to punish him and shut him up. So <laughs> that was very stupid for Micah to do that. Very <laughs> stupid. I, I, I've never understood why guys want to do that. Let me just tell you. I never said anything like that, usually because the guy I was going against was better than me, (laughs) and I didn't want him, I didn't want to give him any annoyed, I didn't want him to be angry at me, like, I wanted, hey, just, hopefully he's not going full throttle this game, I don't know why Micah said that, but it wasn't real smart. Here was the the other cut that I, that was interesting, Joe, the one, um, I think it's enemies, Joe, um, so I'll play it here, it's, it was really interesting to me because, um, he basically says in there he can't keep it inside of himself, which is kind of his job. So here's the one where he talks about that. I'm not, I'm not trying to make no enemies. I, I just like I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much that like I can't. I, I like I like when things are off. I I just can't like hold it in. Like I almost gotta say something. Like why does he have to say anything, Ross? He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> He's he, look honestly. I I've I've known him for a long time. Um, I saw his third high school football game ever. Wow. I talked to him before his junior year of high school, and you know he had had a couple issues in school or whatever, and I just said, listen, man, you have five years to change your entire family's life because it was unbelievable how good he was. And I, and, I, and I talked to his coach, and his coach said, can you talk to him? I said, yeah. I said, listen, you got two more years of high school, three years wherever you go to college, and your whole life will change forever. And he did it, you know, credit to him, he did it, and he's unbelievable. But he's, 
he, he's not quite um, – he's still a young person. That's, mm-hmm. that's the best way I could phrase it. He's still a very young person. I mean, this is his fourth year playing football since high school. He only played two years at Penn State because then they had the COVID year, and now it's his second year in the NFL. And you forget sometimes, Rhea, what is he, probably 22, 23 years probably, old? Probably, yeah. He shouldn't say it. Yeah. And we all know he shouldn't say it. And guess what? The Cowboys are going to tell him today he shouldn't have said it and that it wasn't real smart. Does it make a difference because it was Von Miller? You think you're you're just chatting with a buddy and you kind well, of say more that, than you should? A thousand percent. Yeah. That's the value of these player podcasts. Yeah. Player podcasts is, you know, you get them in a relaxed setting and you feel like you're – you're probably doing it from home. I, I didn't see the setting, but you're probably doing it from your house. Maybe it's like Zoom or something. And you almost forget that everybody's going to hear it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to watch. That, that's really changed. You go into a studio or something, you kind of get your, your defense mechanisms up a little bit. But when you're talking to a, a current player, look, I have guys say stuff to me all the time before games or whatever that they would not want me to say on the air but they know that i'm not gonna say it on the air and it's not for public consumption he he kind of lost sight of that i think well ross i mean you kind of alluded to this a few minutes ago do you think there are many nfl players that in a relaxed situation would say something similar to what micah parsons just said about hurts i don't think john it's just nfl players i think it's everybody really i think it's and not, I don't mean every single person. I mean, there's a lot of fans that feel that way. There's a lot of members of the media that feel that way. And let's not kid ourselves. Like, on some level, it is a compliment. I mean, he's saying that the team is awesome, the system's awesome. I think people see some of the plays that Patrick Mahomes makes or even Justin Herbert the other night or Josh Allen. And right or wrong, they don't see Jalen Hurts making some of those same throws. The sidearm passes. Hurts Hurts doesn't have a lot of throws, right, where it's like he's under pressure, he's about to get killed, and he throws 40 yards on a line. Hurts doesn't have the same arm as those guys do. What Hurts does, which I love, by the way, he's got beautiful touch on the ball, and Hurts throws it early enough that he throws a nice catchable ball. I mean, here's the thing about even that Giants game. We didn't talk about this yesterday. A.J. Brown had a drop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith had a couple drops. He threw a, the, thing. Yeah, one of the balls he threw to, to Devontae Smith, he threw before Smith came out of his, you know, his turn. I mean, yeah, that was I, that was a precision pass. I would – that would be like – anybody – you know what we should do? We should almost come up with a reel of the drops and stuff because anybody that thinks – it's system, it's team. I don't think they realize there have actually been a decent amount of drops. Like, Hertz's stats could be even better, number one. Number two, he does have several special runs this year that are like wow runs that should be part of that, that MVP, you know, highlight reel as well. Uh, Ross, uh, among the many things we're going to talk about today, primarily Eagles have heard certainly going to get into more Jalen Hurts now that you've uh, – a lot of the things that you've just told us – we're going to recap certain aspects of his success, what has led to it, uh, certain things we haven't discussed, that Eagles blowout win over the Giants. We're not going to overlook the Bears. We'll discuss the Bears at a certain point in time. But our prize wheel topic, Ross, I need your answer to this. 
So the prize wheel topic is things that you were wrong about. And the, the driving force is Jalen Hurts. So many were wrong about Jalen Hurts. Ross, as, a, as an analyst, was there a player that you were, you were convinced was this and turned out to be something else, whether it be good or bad? Well, absolutely. And I can tell you uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is Carson Wentz. Mm. Ooh. I was wrong about Carson Wentz. I called both of his national championship games at North Dakota State. And so I met with him the day before the game. And I was really impressed by him. I mean, the second year, his senior year, he missed like the last six games and came back just for the national championship game with like a broken wrist. And I was like, Carson, I'm, I'm guessing you have an agent. Like, do they really think this is a good idea? You know, to come back and, you know, maybe he has a bad game or whatever. And he's like, I talked to him about it. And it was so important to me to be with my teammates and be out there. So I was, I think, fooled by Carson on two levels. One, as a player, especially that 2017 year, I thought he would be the Eagles franchise quarterback for a decade. But then even in a, as a personality, the, the, the tough part of it for me is I never saw the other stuff. Yeah. He was always great to me, but I've had enough people tell me about the other stuff that I believe – that I, I accepted as truth, I just never saw that. So I was wrong, I would say, about Carson, both on and off the field. <laughs> 215-592-9494. We got Matt, Tim, Glenn, Self, and Malik. You want to ask a question to Ross Tucker, get a spin on this wheel. Right now, we're discussing Eagles. We're discussing Jalen Hurts because uh, we got another Dallas Cowboys saying he's a product of a system in the roster, not so much the talent and the growth of the quarterback himself. Perfect time to jump on board. Our time is 718. Uh, 7.25. What was that, Taylor Swift? It was probably a slow intro to one of her songs. It's a Ross Tucker Wednesday. Ross Tucker is with us. John Jonathan for Alma Ganey alongside Rhea Hughes. Francisco Rojas is in for Ava Graham. Now, um, our first Twitter poll question, we'll change it up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. But, Francisco, before you give the uh, – who's winning the poll, I would love to hear Ross's uh, – of the options, what he would pick. What do we have, uh, Francisco? All right, so the question was, is Jalen Hurts as good as his stats indicate? And it What was, are our three options? Uh, yes, no, or better than. Ross, of those three options, uh, which would you select? Yes. Yes, not better I, than. I, That's I, I, I picked yes as well. I don't think – I mean, his stats are awesome. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, the, he's, he's, the, like, he's, like, he's like first in every statistical category almost. Well, the reason I, I, I chose better than as, as a third option – it's because, you know, as you know, the eye test tells you even more than his stat line would indicate in terms of the uh, all the other intangibles that he's bringing in addition right. to his and growth the on the field. I was talking about and, and stuff. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, Francisco, what's leading our poll right now? So, leading the poll is A, yes, at 80%. Smart people. 80%, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, by the way? It's almost like, and it'll sound weird comparing these two, right? But you ever notice how, like, Tom Brady, there will always be people that will say, yeah, Tom Brady's good, but he never produces, like, highlight quality plays. You don't, you, you don't ever see a, a social media clip of Tom Brady, like, 
making a guy miss and then throwing a 50-yard <laughs> strike. And it's like, he's oh, methodical. my gosh. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know why? Because he just throws it on time to yeah. the guy he's supposed to throw to. <laughs> Hertz has some of that to him. Hertz doesn't have the spectacular because he makes the easy look easy. Like, he, he does the stuff you're supposed to do. And by the way, what Hertz is doing is much more sustainable than run around and throw a 70-yard <gasps> bomb that, like, I, he's not going to get the highlight real plays. It's almost like, you know, Drew Brees or Kirk Cousins. Now, obviously, Hurts can run and Hurts is a better athlete and blah, blah, blah. But my point is, you didn't all, you don't all, like, like Cousins or even Matt Ryan, they put up huge numbers, but they never really get that much credit because nobody ever sees them do Ooh. something that makes them go, wow. And for Hurts, the wows still probably come more often with some of his runs than they do with his throws. Ooh, Rhea Hughes at 7.25 a.m. on December the 14th. Compared him to the GOAT. Ross Tucker compares <laughs> Jalen Hurts to I Tom Brady. You guys are unbelievable. <laughs> I, that will be isolated and played for Angelo tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, and, you, and you wonder why people don't want to talk to you guys. You wonder I know. Why, you We're wonder not good why people. coaches and GMs don't want to come on the show. We are not good people. <laughs> Matt's on WIP. Good morning, Matt. Hey, guys. How you guys doing this morning? Doing good. What's Say up, hi to Ross. Hey, Ross. Big fan, by the way. Ross, love Thank you. you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, so, John, just a quick uh, – this, wasn't, this was, wasn't my main point, but earlier you were saying you wouldn't trade Jalen Hurts for Pat Mahomes one for one. It was um, – no, it was uh, the guy on Fox Sports. Uh, why am I drawing Nick, Nick Wright. Nick Wright, yeah. Who said – you know, he was going on a whole rant, you know, sp- you know, comparing the MVP candidates and saying if the Eagles called the Chiefs – they would trade Jalen Hurts for Patrick Mahomes in a heartbeat, just basically insulting what Jalen Hurts has accomplished by, you know, raising Patrick Mahomes even higher. Well, I mean, if you're talking pure skill, I mean, as an unbiased fan, I would say Mahomes is definitely better. Well, I know, but, but the, I listen, mean, but that's, that wasn't the point. Though. We understand that Patrick Mahomes is incredibly talented. He's entered the LeBron James conversation of MVP. Like, you could put him in the top three probably every year if he's healthy. Right. That doesn't mean he yeah. should win it every year. And listen, as a sports talk show host, I would enjoy his family being here. <laughs> and, and can I let me say one thing? Let me say one thing about that real quick. Sure. Too. Okay. Number one, he's got Andy Reid. He's got one of the two or three best tight ends of all time in Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. They have a very good offensive line, actually. And until this year, he had Tyree Kill. Yeah. And also, system quarterback. I'm not saying the <laughs> Eagles. I'm not saying the Eagles wouldn't rather have Mahomes. All I'm saying is, all of the quarterback run stuff that is impossible to defend, that is a big part of why the Eagles are so successful, whether it's Hurts running or handing the Sanders off of it or throwing off of it, that's not Mahomes. You're, you're not going to run design quarterback run stuff with Mahomes. So I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it. I'm just saying there are elements that they would really lose and miss if they had Mahomes instead of Hurts. Hmm. Uh, Matt, let me get you a spin on the prize wheel. I need something you were wrong about. Um, I was one of the guys that said Nate Sudfeld should start over Nick Foles in 2017. Oh, my oh wow. God. I, you, but you know what? See, you're not that crazy because if you actually remember after – I forget when it was, but didn't Jeffrey Lurie say reference that game 
He that did. Sudfeld was amazing. He, in that. <laughs> he said it was great. Congratulations, Matt. That's right. You want a Hand and Stone massage and facial gift card for a 50 minute massage or facial at Hand and Stone. Hand and Stone. Com. So, Ross, I want to, you know, because I had mentioned to you, um, you know, Ross and I kind of go back and forth on what we're going to talk about. And I had said to you, I want to bring up the coaching, which you really wanted to get into. And you just referenced that this offense that they have put in place around Jalen Hurts would not work with Patrick Mahomes. So let's talk a little bit about like Nick Sirianni and, and, and Shane Steichen and what they've been able to create an offense that really if they'll throw on you when they feel like it, they'll run on you when they feel like it. It's incredibly impressive, and I think I tweeted during the game at Ross Tucker NFL, and you guys, WIP, retweeted it. I really don't know what defenses are supposed to do at this point. Let's do the math, okay? If you want to have an extra guy in the box to stop the run, which you need to do because Hertz is a running threat, otherwise you're a man down. Do the math. They have a front seven. Eagles have the O-line, and then they have the running back, the tight end, and Hurts. That's eight guys. If you just want to have two deep safeties because you're worried about the pass, they have an extra guy. So then you have to put that extra safety into the box so that it's eight for eight. (laughs) If you do that, you have one safety in the middle of the field, which means your two corners on the outside are essentially – Yes, there's a safety middle of the field, but essentially one-on-one on the outside with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it honestly, I don't want to say it's that simple, but it's almost that simple that when Steichen and Jalen and Sirianni, when they see two deep safeties, they're going to run it on you because that's the math. When they see that you have one deep safety – and the other guys in the box to stop the run, they're going to throw it to A.J. Brown as well as Devontae Smith because they know your corners probably aren't good enough to cover those guys man-to-man. It's why this is the best Eagles football team of my lifetime. Now, that doesn't mean, okay, that they'll win the Super Bowl. Anything can happen in a one-game scenario. But I've been – I mean, I remember the first time I went to the vet in 84 or 85, I'll never forget – they would take Jaws out on third and long yes. to bring in rookie Randall Cunningham. <laughs> yes. And the whole crowd would go crazy. Yep. Imagine now you only put a quarterback in on third and ten or more. Or third and it was long. insane. So anyway, that was yeah. my first. So I've been watching the Eagles yeah. for however many years. And I played against the Eagles like 2002, 2003, 2004 when they were really, really good. I think this is the best team they've had. The, the opening drive that they had against the Giants, 15 plays. It was 12 passes, three runs, and I think he threw, Jalen Hurts threw to seven different guys on that. Like, that type of drive, what does it say to the other team when it's the opening drive? Oh, you know what? I mean, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, those drives are not easy. Yeah. You know, all you need is one penalty or one drop or one something, one tackle for loss. And it kind of throws you off schedule. It's why, by the way, the Eagles are so designed to stop chunk plays because they know how hard it is to have, like, whatever it was, 15 plays or that long of a drive. Very, very difficult. But seven different guys catch the ball? I mean, it's just unbelievable that they execute at this high of a level. 
And on some level, it's what Micah Parsons talked about. It is the system and the team. But you still have to have a guy pulling the trigger and executing it. And that's been Hurts. And he's been – he hasn't had a bad game yet. I'm trying to think, like, what's even his worst stretch? He hasn't had a bad full game. I mean, I guess – Like, the worst the team game was obviously – Washington, the, the, but right, he but, wasn't the worst player on the yeah, field. Yeah, remember A.J. Brown had that drop Bumble in his hands. Quez Watkins Quez? had the drop. So and I, they were never on the field. The right. offense was never on the field in that game. Right, exactly. Yeah, I can't. He hasn't had a bad game, and in the games where the team was bad, he was by far their best player. It's amazing. Exactly. Tim and Pennsville's on WIP. Hey, Tim. Hey guys, how you doing, Ross? What's going on? What Please up? Talk to you again, the old Schuylkill Valley guy here. Talk to oh, you. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, just want to talk about uh, you know all this with Parsons talking about. Um, Hurt and everything. I think first off, I think any Pennsylvania guy from the area that goes to Dallas, they, Dallas has a uh, needle to suck their brain out, so they say stupid things. <laughs> so wait a minute. You know I played. Yes, there, right? I wasn't going to point that out. <laughs> you know I started for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving against the Redskins. Yeah, and, and remember they took part of your brain out when you went down there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's but, why I'm okay on the radio. Yes, there you yeah, go. There you go. But but anyways, with um with with Jalen to me. He's an old soul. He, I think for, I mean, he's a young, he's a young man, and I think his maturity level goes way beyond uh, what most most gentlemen his age. So, I mean, it doesn't bother him, so it doesn't bother me. Um, I know for fans, we want to see the accolades, but I think he's more worried about success than accolades, which uh, which goes to the maturity of of the young man. Uh, Tim, let me get you a spin on this wheel. I need something that you were wrong about. Well, this is going back. I'm 60 years old. I remember I didn't even get this fight because I thought for sure Buster Douglas had no way of beating Mike Tyson. Wow. That's a and, great one. Well, we, we were at a comedy shop in Wilmington at, at the night, and the comedian said, hey, Buster Douglas just knocked out Mike Tyson, and he got the biggest laugh over that. Then he actually did the rest of his jokes, and he was like, no, nah, that's the truth. He really did knock the guy out. So, yeah. That no, that's something sense. many of us were wrong. Tim, hang in there. You have won a Keith Jones autographed card. 215-592-9494. By the way, our Twitter poll question brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Looking to buy or lease a new Silverado? Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. Lots more with Ross Tucker to come as well as your phone calls. It's 737. Welcome back, everybody, to the WIP Morning Show on this Ross Tucker Wednesday. Ross, do you have uh, in your collection of music uh, the Christmas album, or one? I don't know if she has multiple or not, of Taylor Swift? So, number one, I didn't even know she had one. <gasps> I've never heard that song before oh. in my life. Oh, you're not a big fan, are you? Wow. I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't know that she had that. Also, I think the only two um, pieces of music I ever actually purchased in my life were... The Rocky Four soundtrack. <laughs> um, I got that CD. Eye of the I, Tiger, right? Uh, Is that the Eye of the Tiger one? Yeah. Yeah, and I got um, Phil Collins, like best of Phil Collins, because I wanted In the Air tonight. Oh, my God. So that when I was at Why I'm Missing High School w- running around the track, I had my disc man, which was crazy annoying because your disc man would, like, skip while you were running. But that's honestly the only music I think I've ever bought. All my friends. There you go. There you go, Joe. All my friends would make fun of me because I, I just like the radio. Like, I, I like not knowing what song was coming up. So I would just listen. In Reading, it was called Y102, and my buddies would call me 
uh, Ross Y102 because they claimed it was the same 10 <laughs> songs over and over and over there again. There you go. It was good enough for me. I don't know. So when you ran the when you were running around the track with the CD Walkman, which would skip every time it would bounce off your hip, did you at a certain point start to hold it like ahead of you so it wouldn't skip? Exactly. Yeah, it was not a real efficient process. It was not good. You actually were better off just having an old tape, like a cassette. Right. Yeah, like this song right here. Yeah. Like, see, right now, like you're taking me back to a place. State champ for sure. No way anybody's beating us. Like, so awesome. Now, uh, you know, in the days of the dating life of Ross Tucker. Oh, wow. Peak Ross Tucker. You know, did, did, did you utilize songs like this? You know, enter a room. You know, yeah, I don't think he was using this song to set the mood. <laughs> I'm, uh, well, in yeah, the air tonight, it's yeah. perfect, right? John, I'm uh, I'm from Reading, bro. All you need to do is wear your letter jacket. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, why do you think half the guys even were on the team? Just the letter jacket. Mid-90s, get the letter jacket, give it to a girl, bestow it upon her. And you're probably in pretty good shape. Is I mean, it not how like, crazy how important the leather the letter jacket was? Oh, for Ross, it's it's honestly, like Tom yeah. Cruise. It's all you know the right I moves. Figured it out, Rhea? Yep. My sister is four years older than me. Ah. And all she wanted was a letter jacket. That's all she wanted. That's how I got I it for even, track. So yeah, yeah, I know. It's all it was it was the most no, important no, thing no, in the world. No, 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 no. She oh, just, she wanted she, it from a guy. She wanted a guy's ah, letter jacket. Ah, yes. gotcha. Yes. It didn't really even matter if she liked him. Or whatever. She just wanted. Yeah, I like, wasn't getting a guy because I had a letter jacket. So wait, wait wasn't working Hold that on. way. Ross, are you telling us that at a certain point, peak Ross Tucker, the selling point? Would you like to wear my leather jacket? Letter, not letter. leather. You idiot. What? Oh, letter. Le- oh, I thought it was leather. leather. Oh, I'm. So- no. I've never- what do you mean? Oh, you oh, have- the football John. letter. John, Where did you grow up. Well, John. I'm just asking. I John. thought he said leather. Ross, I John, have are you never from Manhattan? Are you from New York City? been no. more embarrassed in my entire life <laughs> over a person. Don't worry. We're not in the same room. It's all right. <laughs> that is funny. That'll be line um, of the day. Was the I, feel like you're, I feel like you're leading up to something, John. Just get to the point. Well, I'm, I'm to, just, I know these are leading questions to something. You're trying to trap me again. Did you showcase the jacket like when you would strut? If you were trying to impress, you know, like, you know, you, you're trying to – you know, you're like, hey, how you doing? Look, John, you like my jacket? All I had to do, all I had to do Peacocking was, Ross. No, like <laughs> no, I would just go to the Berkshire Mall and I'd have my all county T shirt on <laughs> with the letter jacket. Or you know what was really money? Yeah. Was high school basketball. Cause then they can actually see your face and you're like at the foul line, you can wink at the other team's cheerleaders. Like <laughs> basketball was way better. I distinctly remember high school basketball. Having this is in the mid '90s, right? Mm-hmm. Having to look in the stands, and my buddies would point at somebody's at somebody, so I knew where the party was after the game. This is before cell phones. Nice. So like you couldn't just like call your parent, like, your buddies' houses, because then they'd be like, "Oh, um, Dave." They couldn't they, talk they, to you. They would wait till you got to the free throw line. No, well, I didn't know. They didn't know until that <laughs> night. Like they didn't know whose parents were going to be away. Interesting way of communicating and why yeah, I'm so missing. I would look up in the stands and they would like point at one of them because if you wait till after the game and you called Dave's house, Dave's parents would say they were at George's. Guess what? Weren't at George's. I knew for sure they weren't at George's. Right? Like they weren't telling their parents where they really were. So rather than driving around for thirty minutes. I wanted them to let me know like where I was going after the game. Now, I, I apologize, Ross, but I do have one more follow-up question to encapsulate this period of Ross Tucker's life. Oh, when God. the moment came, what, you know, depending on the weather, I suppose, when you removed that jacket, 
Were there cutoff sleeves? No, because why would I have cutoff sleeves if I was wearing the the letter jacket? The, the gun show. jacket is in the winter and fall when it was cold. So, no, probably not. I mean, spring and summer, I probably wore my fair share of of uh, of sleeveless. Yes, cutoff sleeves. Probably. I can't get over the leather jacket comment. I thought he said leather. I. I I'm going to curl up in a ball right, during a commercial we're break. Save you John, where did you grow up? I grew up in Northeast Philly. Okay, so maybe I, I should be aware city, of this. But you're in the city, right? So maybe high school. You thought I was Fonzie. Deal. Yeah, I got it. I can see that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to save you. All right. So uh, we've been doing a thing, you know, you have to apologize to somebody. So um, Prize my, wheel. On our prize wheel. So I'm going to do, and I could never get away with this with Angelo here. What, and I'm going to apologize, even though I'm praying that he gets a head coaching job because he still does drive me crazy. Jonathan Gannon's defense this uh. year has, has, <laughs> has been, I, I mean, do they have 49 sacks? Yeah, yes. Most in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, what he's doing with, I mean, the players who are, you know, Reddick, Hargrave, Sweat, I mean, Cox, since, since he had those 70 snaps in that Washington game, and then, what was it, Jordan Davis got injured and they had to bring in all these guys. The rotation. What Jonathan Gannon is doing with this defense, what are you saying? All sights. They have an embarrassment <laughs> yeah. of riches along the D-line right now. An absolute embarrassment. I mean, I always read the snap counts from the games. None of these guys are even playing like 30 snaps. Yeah, what's I mean, his name? Uh, Brandon that. had 29. Yeah, yeah, three sacks. It's unbelievable how fresh they're able to keep these guys. And such a good thing and a good sign for when they get to the playoffs. You know, it's funny. You know how we've talked a lot about hurts and first impressions and how it takes a lot to overcome that? Gannon's in the same boat. Because hmm. a lot of people kind of made up their mind about yes. Gannon. So even though the defense has been fantastic this year, between the perceived softness last year and even like the opener against the Lions, there are still people that are kind of fighting the Gannon thing. There are still people that don't really want to give him credit. Well, well, but he, he's going to get a head coaching job. No, he got interviewed for a bunch last year. I'd be surprised. Like the the the, the word is out on him. He's very impressive. Well, no, the, the, way, the way you just phrased that, I mean, there are in the last the last two wins over the Giants and the and the Titans. There are many who are saying, well, you know, it's, the defense is so, so successful because really the Giants aren't as good as the record indicates, nor are the Titans. What would you say to something like that? Do the Titans and, and Giants have formidable offenses that Gannon just out-schemed? No. They have very average pedestrian offenses that Gannon destroyed. Okay. That's how I would describe it. Okay. Glenn Assistant Coach of the Year, Jonathan Gannon. Yes! <laughs> Thank you, Nick. That Sirianni. was Nick, yes. Glenn in Center City's on WIP. Hey, Glenn. Hey, good morning. Um, let me just say this one thing about this. Um, those, those those leather jackets. When you, had, when you got all public, you had, I had with the Bartram, and we had a, the half of beta. That means he was all public. So that was, he was like the big wig on, uh, in high school. <laughs> Glenn, I grew, I grew up Love like it. two blocks from Bartram. No, well. Okay, yeah. you went CYR Barney's, right? Yes, I went to Barney's. Yep. Okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, a thing about I'm, I'm sitting here. I was on a whole watching Hawaii Five O, the old one. Those cars were so long. Those cars had to be like 15 feet long. 
I'm looking at. I mean, these cars are when they go to stop, so, the brakes uh, wouldn't even hold. The Glenn, where the what are you watching old episodes of Hawaii Five O on? On uh, just an app on Fireset called Gamers. They have like all the old shows. They have Hawaii Five O, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Johnny Quest, Johnny Soccer, and Flying Robots, Speed Racer. I love it. That's all I watch. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I this tell you, I tell you though. Let me get back to the, uh, the 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 Cowboys. You know, I, I don't I don't hate the Cowboys. It's just that their fans are just so obnoxious. They think all their players are the best. I'm arguing with this Cowboy guy yesterday, and he's going to tell me that Parsons is better than Lawrence Taylor. I said Lawrence Taylor changed the game. Parsons only in the second year. Like, stop comparing. Their players are not the best. He's like Jerry Rice is not better than Michael Irvin. Come on, stop. He's the golden receiver. Stop. They're just so obnoxious. Yeah, well, the local-born Cowboys fans certainly lack several brain cells. So, I mean, it's not their fault, Glenn. They they can't help it. Glenn, I need. I want you to get a spin on the wheel, though. I need someone who you were or something you were wrong about. Before I give you my my thingy, let me just ask Ross one quick question about um when they line, when offenses line up in a formation and two guys like they don't set and then they snap the ball and it's a penalty against the offense. Why is that? Because a lot of times you see uh, wide receivers running the jet screen. Like the jet stream when they snap the ball, he's in motion. You're only allowed to have one guy in motion at the snap of the ball. Only one guy can be so. So you can do what they call like a trade and have two or three guys move, but then but then they all have to get set, and only one guy can be moving laterally. He cannot be moving forward. He has to be moving laterally. They're not allowed to move forward towards line of scrimmage. This isn't the CFL. You got to be moving laterally. When the ball snapped, and the answer is that's just the rules. I don't know why they made that the rule, but that's been the rule forever. What, you, what were you hey, wrong about, Glenn? I was wrong about uh, – I thought the Flyers were going to be a, a playoff team and be in contention to, uh, to get to the playoffs. <laughs> this year? This year. Oh, oh They started yeah. off good. They started off good. Uh. <laughs> Let's give Glenn a spin on the wheel. The 2020-23 Flyers, I suppose, would fit that category. Number 10, congratulations, Glenn. You won a $50 gift certificate to Captain Chucky's Crab Cake Company. Go to welovecrabcakes.com for a location nearest you. 215-592-9494 is how you get involved. Get a spin on the wheel if you haven't heard um, what a certain Cowboys linebacker had to say about Jalen Hurts. I'm sure Rhea Hughes is about to fill you in. A lot more to get into with Ross Tucker. If you have a question, perfect time to jump on board. It's 756.